Hello, welcome back to your Brain Uncovered. Today on this bite-sized episode, we're going to be discussing relationships. Uh, and yeah, uh, we're going to look at their emotional matrix and how would how could, well, someone's childhood affect their future relationships. So yeah, let's dive in. But before we do, let me give you a tiny um, poem I read recently, which I really liked. Um, it's for Emily Dickinson, and it goes like this. You left me boundaries of pain, capacious as a sea, between eternity and time, your consciousness and me. Yep, I'ma leave you to it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we've all been heartbroken, maybe once, maybe twice. Um, We all know, we've all have been in situations where um, we're in this relationship and we really love the person, yet we have that gut feeling where it's time to let go, right? I was in that situation a couple of months ago and um, I was desperate for an answer. I ended up uh, talking to an expert, a clinical psychologist, really. I know I was supposed to go to a therapist, but I just happened to bump into one um, while I was doing an internship. So might as well, right? <laughs> so she asked me a couple of questions, three really main ones. And the first question was, if that person, he left you tomorrow, would you be okay? And I thought, yeah, I'd be okay. And the second question, like I was asked, was, can you imagine what it would be like for him to, you know, be waiting there for you at an altar, whatever it is? Uh, and I thought, no. And that, like, made my stomach hurt, made me anxious. And the third and last question she asked me was, can someone else love them better? And phew, yeah. And he was worthy of it. I mean, he he was in is an amazing person and uh, that question was actually the first time i ever even considered the situation outside my selfish bubble it was how will this affect me and what will people think of the relationship you know ends and i i don't want to hurt anyone it was like wow with this fear of stepping into my truth or honoring whatever my feelings were i wasn't allowing him the opportunity to have the relationship they were worthy of so I invite you, if you're in one, or even to think of your past partner, to ask yourself, can someone else love them better? And if the answer is yes, then of course, why are we leaving that gap? Because if you don't fill it, someone else will. And yeah, the follow-up question um, to that is, do you, you know, do you want to leave them? And for me, I didn't want to. I, I, I didn't know why. I just knew that um, I didn't want to lose the person. Actually, no, I never never wanted to lose a person, but I never wanted the relationship at that point. So, yeah, eventually it ended. And um, looking back at it, (laughs) ever since it did, I started reading a lot about relationships. You know, um, I dived into the research, into the science, trying to understand why they work and why they don't why we attach to people sometimes even they're not good for us often and why when things are terribly bad do we have such a problem leaving relationships even if we even do and why when someone's actually ready to show for us and love us we're like ah they're too nice right i mean (laughs) it's unattractive like that's that's messed up and i thought why is it that if relationships matter to us so much that we don't take time to learn about them and to be really good at them now i have the belief that we're all obsessed with relationships because no matter where i go you know coffee shops uh people malls anywhere parties people are talking about their relationship stuff they will pin you against the wall and if you ask how's your relationship um they will well they would they would demand an answer isn't it like that nowadays 
Uh, so yeah. Now I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Uh, a man named um, John Gottman. He's like the fa- godfather of relationship research. Um, so yeah, he was um, he was observing a couple that were seemingly fine, and he measured their physiological responses. If they were in a high conflict relationship, their bodies were responding like they were beside a tiger. Is that crazy? Our bodies don't know the difference between a high-stress job, a high-stress life, and a high-stress relationship. So you imagine if it just affects a small wound on your arm, that healing, um, what, well, what does it do when we're fighting things like heart disease or cancer? And if really bad relationships or challenging ones can affect our health in a negative way, can positive ones help us heal? Maybe or even pre- like preserve our health? Yes, the answer is yes. In the longest-running study on happiness, well, it was a har- the Harvard men's study, but now it includes women. About time, huh? They saw it wasn't your blood pressure or your cholesterol that predicted your health at 80. It was the quality of your relationships at 50. Uh, so yeah, but not just romantic relationships. Relationships of all kind. Friendship, family. Because the skill set of being able to connect to another human being and communicate effectively is the most important skill we can ever develop. And the other thing is, love with another person is probably the most challenging thing that we'll all face because love requires us to look at the things we're not good at. It requires us to accept them. You know, the areas of uh, development that you keep on ignoring, yeah, demands you to look them straight in the eye and face them. Demands you to do hard things. So, yeah. Now, let me let me give you, I'm not going to go all like, for, like, sing Freud on you or anything. I'm not going to put you on a couch and, you know, demand you to do stuff and answer questions. But I, I'm, I'm just asking you to do a favor for me. Get a picture of you. Maybe when you were 12 or 14, look at it and ask yourself, what expectations did that child have? Uh, what were you? What what was that? You know, child explicitly taught about relationships and commu- communication. Um, you know, were you taught that? Um, well, I did that, and uh, all I can see was a girl who was expecting to get married at 22, get kids by 25. Um, have the uh, you know her dream job by a, it, it, I had such a fixed timeline and I realized life's messy and uncertain and you can't really do these stuff um, so yeah um, you need to really ask those tough questions now not just when you were you know 12 or 14 you need to constantly upgrade like you know update your belief system and if that's even possible um, but yeah do so please um so yeah now obviously we have a need right um now as a kid though you don't even have language for the first part of your life so you can't possibly express it anyways but we all have we needs and us um as children i don't think any of us has ever escaped childhood without wounds i mean let's just get that clear we're all sharing that right um, so you can think about women being like when you touch the stove and burn your hand, you change the way hopefully you behave around the stove, right? The same is true for love. When you burn your heart, even as a child, you change your behavior around love. And so why do we choose, you know, these people? What if I, what, like, what is it that you wanted most as a child that you didn't get and now you're trying to seek out in your relationships? Ask yourself these questions. So, Yeah. Now, the answer to all of them eventually is that you need to build relational awareness because we begin to understand what is that drives us and what we want in relationships, what we're constantly seeking because what we're doing is we're seeking to heal whatever wounds we had. 
um, yeah, but because we're seeking the mistake we've been making up until this point for the most part is that we've been waiting for someone else to give us the love we deserve and we've been waiting for someone else to choose us, to prioritize, to love us. But the healing comes from us doing it. We're, you know, we're choosing these people and they're, they're hurting us because we're inviting them to heal us. And why don't we try doing it ourselves? Why don't we try to put in the work ourselves? Um, so yeah. Anyways, um, just ask yourself these questions, all right? Um, look at look at the way we celebrate anniversaries. Honestly, we celebrate anniversaries and time like milestones instead of celebrating the depth of the connection we have with someone. If we really want to have deeply fulfilling relationships, we have to be willing to have hard conversations with ourselves. Okay, um, so yeah, what hard conversations are you avoiding? You know, the, the day we I, I broke up with them, the day I ended the relationship, I made the promise, uh, you know, of a realization, and it was it was a very hard promise to keep, but that I would have every conversation I did not want to have, because those are the ones that really matter. If we avoid hard conversations, because as a society and a culture, we have been, you know, we have made being in a relationship more important than being honest and truthful. Um, and that's not a worth life living, is it? So, yeah. Anyways, um, when you actually do the work, you do, you're not just healing yourselves. You're healing the people around you as well. You know, we all carry our emotional baggage. And if you truly love someone, you'd accept theirs and, you know, help them navigate their way through it. Anyways, um, I hope you, you create that life that you're, you know, that's worth living for and i hope you enjoyed my episode um take your time to recover from whatever it is that you experienced in your childhood and i hope you find the right people to you know give love to anyways thank you so much for listening and i really hope this episode has been of good use and i'll talk to you soon bye